understand how it lasts so long. What's up, guys? We are back with another episode of Macrohack Radio, and I'm Tyler Mayer, and I'm with my co-host... Leanne Thompson. Leanne Thompson. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk another uh, episode of Contest Prep, but we're going to go into the second part of it. And today we're going to talk about nutrition yes. and what that looks like. Yes. What to expect and how to prepare yourself. Mostly that's going to be on the mental side because we all know the body kind of follows what the mind thinks of, does, how it prepares itself, etc. So, yes. So let's talk about the beginning parts of nutrition. So like what approach to do? I know we're talking, we talk about flexible dieting and we think it's the best thing ever out of any approach out there. Yes. Not to be biased or anything, but to try and pick something that works for you is what matters most what you can adhere to 100 percent of the time Mm -hmm. and there are some people that do better with like a meal plan approach or there's even some people that do keto now what's optimal for a specific body can be different but if it is your first time prepping you're not going to know a lot of that so that's the tough part where in my opinion if you're inexperienced where you've never prepped before Picking something you can adhere to and that is sustainable is probably going to bring the best result because if it's not sustainable for you and you're doing something that's um, very restrictive, a meal plan or something, then you could wind up on the other side of contest prep very messed up. So, yes. And, and so, OK, so like keto, for example, doing an approach like you might think and assume, hey, I need just needed to go low, low calorie right away. It go to the extreme. That's just what I need to do. I need to get there quickly. One thing that a lot of people uh, run into as an issue is thinking that 12 weeks is going to get you there every single time. And we don't recommend doing a uh, 12, just like a 12 week, like anybody can, like Leanne can get away with a 12 week prep or less (laughs) because she's lean naturally all the time. Myself, I could maybe do a 12 week prep, but I'm going to lose a lot of muscle mass in addition to the body fat and I'm going to look flatter. I'm going to look worse. Right. I'm not going to look very good. Usually you need to give yourself enough time to be able to, well, adhere enough time. I would say depends on the person who it is like a minimum of about like a good rough, like time frame is like six months. Yeah. Five to six months for anybody. Yeah. People don't perceive that. Not only can you not get the amount of body fat you need, off of you you also people run into a problem where their brain doesn't switch into a very strict prep mode until way too late into the prep so it's like yeah maybe if you switched into high gear at 12 weeks perfectly but that's not the reality for like most people unless you're a higher level competitor very experienced stuff like that yeah absolutely so what typically happens for new competitors it it, this happens often with with clients, not everyone, but it, they just don't understand the flow and the, the concept of it, it entirely because they've never gone through it. They don't have as much experience. So what typically happens is they think if they start, let's say, 16 to 20 weeks out, they think I have a lot of time to be able to you know dial this in and I, I don't need to really dial it in until later, just like you said. Mm-hmm. And people will end up messing up a lot more often early on or thinking they can get away with stuff thinking they get away with stuff and there's there's been times where like we'll have clients that won't make as much progress during a period of time where you're like what is going on why Mm -hmm. aren't they we're in a huge deficit why aren't they losing weight all of a sudden like the six to eight week mark out all of a sudden they just start losing weight like crazy or even 
um, the, like the last week or two. Yeah, even less. Yeah, yeah it, they'll you're like you haven't changed anything. All of a sudden they lose seven pounds in a week. And you're you're like, like, what the hell? This yeah. is not. This doesn't make any sense. And so it's most commonly they're just they're they're panicking and they're actually adhering and <laughs> adhering. And so because you're putting them in a deficit for so long throughout, and you're trying to go lower and lower and to to make progress, once they start hitting those actual numbers, they're at like a. a like a hyper deficit because yes. they shouldn't have been that low in the first place, which is never what we wanted in the first place, yes, but exactly. you couldn't figure out what was going on. So you just kept chipping away and exactly. they're I don't know. I don't or do know more what's activity going on. or cardio or increasing, um, you know, working out and stuff like that. And that can be problematic too. So then they started adhering to everything all at once when they weren't even adhering to much before. And then all of a sudden they're just again in hyper mode, yeah. Where they're dropping quickly and you're like, all right, we need to bring food back up. And then they get kind of panicky too. They're bringing food back up. And so at that point, if it's you're chaos. not ready a couple of weeks out, then you're not going to be ready No. in a couple of weeks, even if you go to hyperspeed where you get more dramatic yes. or drastic. Yes. And it does, from a coach's perspective, leave a coach in a very uh, trying kind of a position where you're wanting to be honest with this person. Like you're not going to be your best or what you should be. And you're having to kind of lay it on them like we might want to think about a different show or, you know, whatever, because this isn't going to be the best outcome for you. Um, and you're not going to not that they're not going to feel proud, but like they're going to see pictures and it's going to be different than they expect. But it's hard to explain all that to somebody who's never like seen it. It is. So then some people will still go away, go with the show because mm-hmm. they want to do it, even though you tell them, hey, we need more time. We should push it back and do another one. They still do it. And then later they get upset that they didn't, you know, do as well as they, sh- you know, thought they would have or should have. Mm-hmm. And that can be frustrating. And then they'll say, well, we should have cut more food at this time or we should have done more cardio. We should have done and this. You're like, and you're like, no, you tried yeah. doing that early on and you just didn't adhere or didn't, t- you know, weren't honest. Right. And that becomes an issue because the amount of time that you set with, you know, with the coach that plans this out and maps it out, um, if they don't adhere, it's progressionally it, it slows or changes things a, a lot so if you give yourself enough time to be able to work through those tough times like that you you still have like enough time to make it essentially if you know if everyone's honest and you know if you're t- you're being honest with your coach you tell them everything you're doing what's going on your struggles things like that if you Give yourself extra time, like maybe an extra four to six weeks or four to eight weeks Mm -hmm. just to have a buffer. Yeah. So like if you're somewhat lean and in shape, you've been working out for a little while already, um, you know, give yourself maybe a good six months to, you know, diet down. Because if you get lean enough early too, the fun part is you get a reverse into the show. And you look even better. You look even better. Yeah. And that's really where things can be actually optimized. Like with a lot of clients, you're not even able to do what is optimal because the adherence and just the overall like strategy becomes very skewed based on like what they're doing, where it's like this isn't even as optimal as it could have been in terms of true physiology and the response of your body. Yeah. You're just, yeah. And we'll talk about peak week two in another episode, but some people have the thought process that they think, Oh, when I start doing peak week, when I start cutting my water, which we don't cut water, by the way, and we'll go into that in another time. But when I start cutting water, when I start doing all this drastic stuff, I'm just going to look so much peel. I'm going to have abs. I'm going to. It's it's like this magic potion or this magic week that all of a sudden everything comes together. Yeah. And if you're not. That's the misconception. Yeah. If you're not like 
show ready by time you come to or like the week before or Mm -hmm. the week of peak week or the week two weeks before or the week before then you're not going to be ready on show day no either and peak week doesn't work like you think no it's going to be disappointing if you're putting all your eggs in the peak week basket and thinking it's going to magically transform you like you're sorely mistaken yeah does not so if you think you you're, you'll be ready, most people can be ready in, in, to some point. Anybody can step on step on stage in twelve weeks. Mm-hmm. Anybody can, but but it just depends on how you look going into it and yeah. what matters and how drastic. So if you have to lose fifty pounds, we do not recommend going into it. You know, twelve weeks. No, out. it's not going to work you, out. It's not going to work. You're not going to come in looking the way you you, sh- you should or you want. You're going to lose a lot of muscle along the way. You're going to be miserable and it's going to be incredibly painful. I've seen people lose 50 pounds in 12 weeks, like not our clients, but other people. And they just looked horrible. They're just beat up. They're tired. Mentally too. Mentally. They're just, they're overeating. They're binging. They're just taxed and it's not, not fun. And then they done like flexible dieting after and they did more time. Came in just lights out. Yeah. Way, way better. That's awesome. And so, um, give yourself enough time so you know you want to look at like a rate of loss anywhere from like one to two pounds per week it might even look lower than that might even look lower on than, a yeah. scale you know exactly so um like when i did my prep uh my last prep in 2013 so long ago um i prepped for like 10 months because i wanted to give myself enough time and i was losing maybe like a quarter of a pound to a half pound a week and some weeks i wouldn't even lose any and that was just but i was it allows you to eat more food do less cardio and just be happier overall. And like your mindset is just way, way different. You can adhere a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I think it kind of goes like, if I could describe what I feel it looks like in people's brains, especially when they're prepping for a first show, it's like if you have them um, and you're telling them like, we're in it, you know, we're going to start contest prep. You're telling them that, but for the first like, if they've never tracked before, that's a whole different scenario where they can't even see or understand what really tight tracking looks like. So it takes them a month or two to really even perceive that. And then their brain still sometimes, even after they understand tracking and how it should look, they're still doing a lot of things like bites, tastes, licks, eating out, maybe drinking, um, a lot of things that can really compile and make you less successful in the long run. So it's, by the time you've added up all those things, if you've never tracked and if you've never really like done a prep period, and if you don't understand the mindset of how tight you need to be, it's like you've really wasted a lot of time. And then you're, we're having to, you know, double check things and, and make sure like, is your adherence truly high? Is my definition of adherence, this high adherence, the same as what yours is. Like I find myself repeatedly asking people, are you doing bites, tastes, eating out, not weighing things to the gram? Is there any eyeballing? Like you have to really get your definition of what adherence is on the same page as like what your coach is expecting. Because once people do that, progress can be made very strategic, but it takes a number of months for people's brain to get to that space where it's like everything's on the same page and you're aligned. So having that extra time, like Tyler said, and realizing that it is going to take all that time for your brain and body to go through what it needs to is like super important and so much longer than you think. So what, what is like adhering? What is that exactly? So explain to everyone what that truly means for 
prep wise? So to me, like, I think what is ideal is maybe like if I have clients for a long term, I like to like, if I I keep them in their off season when they're not competing and stuff, I'll usually like a couple months out from a show, start telling them like if they're in a reverse diet or just off season eating more loosely or intuitively, I'll kind of just in my brain do a little math and be like, we are going to start dieting in, you know, February. So, and it's December. So it's like, hopefully you're conveying, like get your brain ready because now we're still doing bites, taste, licks, eating out, random Christmas goodies, random this, that, the other. So in an experienced competitor, you're kind of helping them project their brain to a place where they're like, Oh, okay. Like I have time to, you know, like get, do some of this stuff, but then come February, like it's the real deal where you're then, with high adherence. And to me, high adherence means no random snacking handfuls, throwing extra things like you're weighing stuff, but you're like eating stuff while you're doing it, taking bites of things, um, eating your kids food, the common things, eating the kids food while they're making it, eating the kids food. I've had, you know, men and women like say that's a hard thing for them is eating their kids food. It's not like just women, but obviously a lot of times women are cooking. So they're eating, you know, bites and tastes and so on and so forth and not measuring things accurately. Um, eating out is obviously another huge pitfall that we see where if you've never tracked macros or you have the wrong idea of flexible dieting in your brain, I think we've talked about this before. The common misconception is that you can eat out and I still tracked it. I tracked it tight and it's like, you can't track it tight because you didn't weigh it yourself and the cook doesn't care that you're on a diet. So Now, that sounds really extreme and tedious. And some people are like, well, I'm not hardcore. I'm not a competitor. But to get the result that you want, like in that, like that concept or uh, context makes a huge, huge difference. Even like if even if you don't compete Mm -hmm. and you're struggling and you're not making progress that you thought that you should be like, look at those things, because that makes a huge, huge difference as Mm -hmm. to making progress or losing another pound or two, Yeah, you know, consistently compared to not making progress at all. Like, there's a time for it, you know, to be strict. Like, we're not hardcore where we're telling people, you need to, you know, this, that, the other thing. Like, we understand life. We know that. We want our people to be balanced. But if you want a result, like, you better be looking at those details. Exactly. Like, for example, I had a client recently that was mistracking alcohol and, uh, a lot of her entries in my fitness pal were way off and the calorie amount amount was showing really, really high, but her macro amount based off how her calories are based off of the macros that she was entering were way, way different. And my fitness pal does that. And yet a lot of people don't see that or notice it. And so there, when I saw that discrepancy, I looked and dug deeper and found that she was inputting, like she would make, you know, um, homemade, uh, things, uh, I can't remember what it was. Uh, homemade. Um, my God, I'm drawing a blank right now. Just like a protein thing or something. Or uh, no? She was making like homemade. Uh, well, she was having drinks for one. That was one thing. And then she was making homemade like um, I think it was like a homemade like hamburgers oh, or got it. stuff like that where she was making it. But she was just entering homemade. She wasn't entering the stuff that she was putting in. So she put like different ingredients and stuff in, in it too mm-hmm. to make it taste good. But she was just tracking homemade burgers and not like what she was putting in oh. uh, to the tea. That's one thing. There was a few things that we saw that uh, were discrepancies where she was entering just whole homemade as a whole, but wasn't measuring the stuff that she was putting in herself. And then alcohol as well was mistracked. And I was we end up finding a discrepancy of there was 
300 and about 20 carbs missing that she wasn't tracking over a weekend. So it was about well over 100 or 150 carbs a day that she was mistracking and wasn't entering per day over the weekend. And that's where she wasn't making progress. <laughs> That'll take you Things out of Things were taking her back quite a bit. And she was wondering why. And I'm like, well, we're trying to eliminate alcohol for a weekend or two. And she had a hard time with it. But once we narrowed it down, she actually started making progress. So things like that can make it, again, a huge, huge difference of just Absolutely. digging deeper and adherence. Like the details. And she really didn't even matter. know that she was doing it. I mean, right, she was just entering stuff thing. in and wasn't really paying attention. So just entering it in does not mean that it's accurate. So get down to accuracy, especially like if as you get deep into like a, a prep, you want to like look at eliminating things like eating out, like eliminate it all as a whole. Try not to get, you know, as much maybe packaged foods, eat stuff more fresh, make stuff, you know, as meals more fresh. That makes a huge, uh, huge difference. Yeah. Even like just sauces and things like that. People aren't thinking like it adds up. It adds lot. up. And you can look at sodium amounts too. So that helps with peak week to know, mm-hmm. you know, sodium amounts coming into it to, to be able to um, plan that out accordingly that's based on how much you're eating previously for sure even things like macro friendly type things or diet type foods that have uh, net carbs maybe that scan in if they're products that have a lot of added fiber where they're calculating net carbs and canceling out uh, carbs for fiber like that's another thing that could be a pitfall or just even fake sugars or Things like that. All those details matter. My one thing that I always tell Tyler, like I refuse to track that if I'm not prepping is like I take gummy vitamins and I'm like, I refuse (laughs) to track that. I'm not that crazy. It's not like you're eating 20 a day. No, but it's still, you know, it contributes four or five carbs, um, even up to eight because sometimes I take melatonin. That's a gummy. So it's like 10 carbs can. Now for you, I can, you know, <laughs> in my defense as a coach, I could say you're okay with having that and not tracking it because it's 10 carbs. Is not, time, it doesn't matter. I would try and give you as much food as I possibly can get away with it. <laughs> other I people, do track. I'm just, but for, other people, it does add up. Like if you're having gum all day, like yeah, we've had people one. like eat a pack or two of gum a day and yeah. that stuff adds up. It's like one or two carbs. Even some energy drinks have like yeah, five carbs absolutely. and you're not realizing if you're at a hundred carbs, you better believe you should be tracking things that are adding up to 10, 20 carbs because it may make a big difference in how your body's responding. So those are all, it sounds crazy. Absolutely. Like you have 20 carbs a day that you're miscounting, you're not tracking. Mm-hmm. That is how many calories? 80 calories per day. Yeah. Adds up across seven. the week. That's a lot of calories in in a week's time that you're not you're not tracking and logging that adds up quick. And it's no big deal. It just it needs to be seen so that you and your coach can understand like the bigger picture of what is going on. It gives you a better result in the end. And that's the thing too. Like I was saying, I don't like being very extreme with tracking the vast majority of the year. And for my clients, I don't like it either because um, sustainability is key. So it's like, there's a time and place for all these things, but you better believe if you want an extreme result, like stepping on stage in a very tiny bikini or speedo or a pair of trunks, you better be counting those details. Cause like they do matter. They do. They definitely do. So adherence, weighing everything to the gram, to the T don't use cups and tablespoons. No, that can make a huge difference. That is a huge That's, thing. Yeah. I, I, when I first prepped ever, I was using cups and this is before counting macros when I was using cups I would put in rice and measure it that way and like cooked rice Mm -hmm. and I would pack that shit in as much as I can 
just to to fill the the cup but it was and so one I get cup, more right and it was man it, I did that with all the foods and it was a horrible way to do that because I was eating way more than I should have and people ask that it's like sure you can get a result if you've never like paid attention to what you're eating sure you'll get limited results from using cups tablespoons etc because you're paying attention at all but the far more accurate way is to do everything in grams yes and there's no variation and the one irritating thing too I hear with some people is well, they've been tracking the same things, you know, weighing it out, and now they're good at they're good at eyeballing it. It's like no, no you're not good at eyeballing it. it. It doesn't. It's especially for this, it doesn't exist. It's and you're not. definitely not good at it. The leaner you get, because yes. your brain will tell you a lot exactly. of lies if yes. you're relying on that. Yeah, your body plays weird tricks. Like, yes, we don't won't go into that in super detail, but if you experience it, you'll know what we're talking about. Yes. So getting, being ad, adhering is important. So knowing like what diet can you adhere to a hundred percent the entire time? If it's a strict meal plan, you're only restricted to like five foods, mm-hmm. maybe seven. Yeah. Then if you know you can't handle that for the entire time from beginning to end, then it's probably not the diet that you should do. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it might seem like enticing that you want to do it and that you're like hardcore, you're pumped, you're excited. You're like, I can do this. For the first week or two. And then after that, you're like, oh, this sucks. Screw this. Yeah. You have to know, like the excitement will wear off. The motivation will wear off eventually. And when you're dedicated to what like is suitable and sustainable for you is what's going to matter and get you through those tough times when the motivation wears off. That's actually why I love getting people like even people that are planning to prep that have done it with meal plans in the past or very strict. I like being able to get them before they prep because you don't realize how many bad habits a brain can, um, uh, how many bad habits a brain can form in terms of once you've meal prep, like not meal prep, sorry, once you've prepped using a meal plan, people are very, uh, they start to develop the on off diet and the they feel like they're failing if they eat any foods that are outside like of like the all or nothing, yeah, mentality. the all or nothing type thing and it takes time to undo that in a brain to make them see the bigger picture i think after now coaching full-time for like six years or so whatever however long it's been um that's the number one thing where it's like you have to i feel like i can see the bigger picture of what's going to happen to someone in the end they can't see it um but you can see it because you've watched so many people go through it and if you have someone in an off season And then you're able to prepare their brain properly for the diet phase like we're talking about, like undo all those bad, quote, bad, good food like rules so that they can adhere better in a prep. And they understand like I can have a couple cookies tightly tracked and stay on my diet, quote, and instead of prepping foods tightly and sticking to them for five days and then feeling like on the weekend you just have to have this thing and you're overeating it and you're doing this back and forth like binging and trying to undo it thing so that's part of the mental preparation for the diet as well as kind of undoing some of those bad habits that you may have formed from other diets you've done and the mindset that you've um, kind of adopted from the, the diets you've done in the past. See, that might be tough. That might be those one or two week buffer that you may need in your whole prep True. A time frame too that can help you get through that if you don't think you can do that like right away. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that, that's huge uh, having that different mindset shift coming into it. And when you, again, when you, if you've never prepped before, it, it's going to be incredibly tough to know and understand what that looks like. 
because you just have no expectations coming into it, no reference. And so like the second time you prep, you'll know and understand. So like I I have a client that just competed recently that I've done like three or four shows with her. And the first few shows that we did, she'd always do the extreme the last few weeks because we'd diet for like, we would do like a 16 week prep. And I'm, I'm like, I need a good 16 to 20 weeks with you. And it was mind blowing for her. It was a really, really difficult time and really difficult for her to stick with it in the beginning. She'd be on it halfway and then halfway off all the way for like the first half of the prep. And then the last six weeks, she would start dialing it in. And I'm like, you would preserve so much more muscle. And she would always come in flat, always maybe come in like third, fourth, not do as well. And then recently she just did a prep 16 weeks. She was on it the entire time. She weighed more, she retained more muscle, she felt better, and it was way, way easier for her to sustain and, and she adhere got first to. Too. She got first and she was in the overall of the show. So um, that was a huge eye opener for her because she could never see it. And I'm like, you just have to see it and know what it looks like, mm-hmm. especially the first half. You know, you're there's times where she wasn't motivated. I mean, motivation just falls off all yeah. the time. You just have to can't stay rely dedicated. On it. You can't rely on it at all. And so trying to do things all the time to try and stay motivated is just not optimal either. Mm-mm. You have to really be dedicated uh, like Leanne, be dedicated <laughs> every single day, going to the gym every morning, doing a routine, <laughs> staying in it. I know that's what I used to do back in the day and still trying to find my routine to this day. Just a matter of priorities. But, but yeah, it's uh, it's just I'm being lazier. It's really all, all it comes down to. You have other priorities as well. But I can do it. There's no excuse why I can't do it. I just don't do it. Um, not as much as I used to, but getting back to it. So what's the next step after you find and nail down like a time frame? What's next? So I guess, I mean, we could talk the, the tricky part about the nuts and bolts. Like everyone wants to know about like the numbers. What what are my numbers going to be like? What's optimal for me? Like, am I going to use a are you going to write out foods for me to eat? Are you going to, are we going to do really low carbs? Like everyone always has a lot of those questions and it's like a very difficult question to just answer out the gate because if you, this is why it's cool to work with a coach and it's not a shameless plug to like work with us or something, but it's, if you have a coach, they're going to take a lot of that guesswork out and you're just going to have to trust and follow along with the process to understand what is optimal for your body. So I don't even know if we can, what do you think? So Tyler? even like, like, okay, let's go to that. Like having a coach compared to not. Mm-hmm. So when you have a coach, like I could never coach myself. I, I just can't because I objectively can't see myself like Leanne could. And I can't, you just can't, you, you play these mind games. You literally have this mind fuck mm-hmm. where you, you look at pictures and you're like, I don't look as very good. Like I see myself in the mirror. I look a certain way. And then when I see pictures, I'm like, okay, that's, this is surely not so what I funny. This is not what I thought originally. And this looks like crap. And so a coach can objectively from the outside looking in can see, you know, they don't see you every day. So they can see the differences a lot, lot clearer than somebody else or than yourself. And that I, I, I can't tell you like when I, I've coached myself one time before, before flexible dieting. And then I had um, a coach after, after that online and it, it made such a huge difference that I, I thought when, when he got, he told me how much he, he, he cost for the, the prep. I was like, what the hell? This is insanely expensive, but it was the best investment I ever made. And now like I have Leanne helping me. And so many times she's told me you look better than you think. 
and I've told her I look like crap <laughs> and I just don't feel and look the, the same of what I'm seeing in the mirror. And then pick, this is the, the first time in a long time where I felt like this. And Leanne is able to like steer me correctly where uh, my mind drifts one way and she brings me back the other. And I'm only laughing because like Tyler saying it's expensive when I first met Tyler like he gave me a card and told me how much it is and stuff and I'm like no thank you and then I went home (laughs) and my husband was like no we're buying this like you need somebody you can do well with this like you need somebody who knows and who's professional and can guide you like to the next level like you've gotten this far but you need help and it's true and that's what we all need, whether it's just more of a mental thing like Tyler's talking about or whether it's you truly don't have the experience. You might have read things or you think, you know, well, I'll give this a stab. Like it really is worth having a coach. And again, not a shameless plug for us. That's just in general. It can be really, really helpful to have a coach to take Absolutely. the guesswork out of a product. And have an experienced coach too. Like if you're looking for a coach and you're just looking at price, that's that's you don't want to look at just price. No, I, I feel like that's such a bad indicator of six like you being successful or not i understand people have a budget Mm -hmm. however if you're looking at the cheapest price you're going to get the cheapest coach and you're going to get the worst like you you get what you pay for you and we see that everywhere like you get cheap coaching they don't get what they expect everything but they they want the cheap price but they expect everything that the client does and they find out that the coach doesn't give them, you know, what they say they're going to. And they're just not as happy. Or it's like a lot of cookie cutter, cookie stuff. cutter stuff. They don't have a lot of experience. Yeah. So they, they do the same thing for everybody. And that's definitely not something you want to. No, have. it's not going to go well. No. And so that was a great investment for Leanne, as she said, <laughs> and look at we are where we are. Now. Yeah. She's continue now to we're partners. Unfold. Yeah. And so, um, same thing with me. Leanne's my coach. She'll coach me the entire, like next time I actually get on stage, she coaches me now. She tries to whip me in shape. <laughs> but um, yeah, it makes a huge difference when you have a coach. Cause like I, even now, like I have coach friends, like we could coach ourselves, but we'll be inside our head so much. Like I have coach friends that coach themselves and they always ask me like, Hey, how do you look? Can you give me your opinion on pictures? You know? And then they'll ask, well, what, you, what should I do? I'm like, don't know coaching yourself. I don't know what, what you're doing now, I yeah. have no data in front of me. I, I I can't just give out arbitrary stuff. And they know and learn, you know, how you're doing along the way. And that, again, makes a huge difference. And I keep saying that over and over and over again. But, it's true. But it's true. We all, Tyler, like, just to speak about me for a moment, like, I've almost prepped myself with like him being more of like a consultant and me doing whatever I want. And I didn't say that now just because of Leanne either. (laughs) Which has always yielded my worst outcomes on stage um, in all the shows I've done. So that goes to show. And I mean, there was some value to what I learned through like prepping myself with him more as like a like consultant or something like that. Um, Because a couple times I prepped intuitively, meaning like just truly following like hunger cues and things like that and was able to diet down, which I think is a huge like skill. And I, I did get value, but did it yield the most optimal stage outcome? No. So if you're looking for like the most optimal look and for you to do your best on stage, it can be just incredibly beneficial to have somebody else looking at you. Cause we don't know, we don't know how we look. We just can't. Don't know. And as I was always tell, I'd always give Leanne a hard time 
it, just because of how you feel doesn't mean it's the same on the outside. So a lot yes. of people, like as they get closer to the show, they're just not in the right state of mind to understand and see themselves truly objectively. No. They're all in their head and they 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 start to second guess, like, should I do this? Should I do that? I don't know what to do. My God, should I cut carbs? Should I do this? Should I increase food now? I, I don't know. Oh my God, I have a little bit more retention on my abs, so maybe I should pull back. But really, you, you don't look like what you're from saying. the outside. From yeah. the outside, yeah. And so, again, you can have a coach, um, you know, help me out with that. So after after that, what's the, what's the next step with the the diet portion as you get into it? So it's just the next step is like the sticking it out, the consistency, and day in and day out. Of so just- what? Yeah, what's the secret to all of this? What's the secret to getting in shape? getting to the stage and let's call it winning the show. Like those who do the best and win shows or t- place in the top three are the ones that are. I don't know if I'm going to answer the right thing. Cause there's like three words that come to my mind. Say I'm like adherent, maybe present. Um, and like basically that just, I mean, that's kind of like trust. the. Like you just said it consistency. Yeah. It's literally just like, consistent adherence and staying present and not letting your brain like get so far ahead of you that you start doing all these wacky things. Just be in the day, be in the moment. Don't let your brain go even one day forward. Just stay right there in that day. Control what you can, let go of what you can't, the end. So if you made it this far in the in the podcast, that's the value that you get that there's not magic magic and macros. There are no, no ma- magic macros at all. There's no magic foods. There's nothing magical about this other than the magic is in the consistency of it and adhering. It's 100% like, true. Hands down, that's like your gift from us today <laughs> listening to this. Like that's the the whole meat and potato of everything. Yeah, adherence is key. Yes. And we know you have to understand what does adherence even look like. That's an, a something learned through experience. So it's going to take time. But like it's about adherence, bottom line. So that... That pretty much sums up everything from this episode. We're going to get into, again, hopefully you guys can join us again for other episodes. Of, like We'll get deeper into the, the training, the cardio. Uh, we'll get into peak week. We'll get into what to do leading up to the show, the mindset, even post-show, what that looks like. That's the hardest part of the entire thing, even with just anyone dieting in general, not just post-show, but like the reverse dieting post any diet. Yes. That's the hardest part by far. So... We hope you guys enjoy this. If you guys want, if you guys are interested in coaching, yes, we are going to give ourselves a plug. We don't do advertising or anything like that. So if you're interested with coaching, hit us up on uh, at info at flexible Otherwise, hit us up on Instagram at uh, the flexible dieting. You can message us there Um, or even at team TNT nutrition on Instagram. Or you can go to our other site with one on one coaching and check out more information there at TeamTNTFitness.com. So if you guys are interested in coaching, otherwise you guys can just shoot us a message if you have any topics or anything. You just want to say hi. That'd be cool. We appreciate it. And mm-hmm. if you guys don't mind to give us a review on um, iTunes or whatever podcast thing that you're listening from, that would be incredibly helpful. We appreciate you guys. So until next time, we'll see you guys later. See you later. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have superpowers, rap 225,000 hours.